How is cool. your uterus today? Um, it doesn't feel like it's a wolverine. Well, that's good. We've uh, de-escalated from wolverine to just like purring, napping wolverine. <laughs> Should we, should we do our podcast now? Uh, yeah, probably good. Yes. So we can go play our very separate and distinct video games? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, are we recording? I haven't checked. I haven't we are checked. indeed recording. I pressed the button. Beautiful. Hello, I did everyone. Thing. Welcome to the Hello. 50 Worst Dates podcast where we really just crank this out so that Katie can play Animal Crossing and I can play Halo. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. And hello, I'm Katie, and I play Animal Crossing. My town is named Funky Town. Mm. Uh, I'm Amanda, and I play Halo. My partner got the Master Chief Collection, and um, yeah, it's a couch co-op game, so we're doing that. Yeah. Bringing me back down memory lane, because I used to play it with my brother growing up, so... Pretty excited we're playing all of them. We finished Halo 1, 2, and 3, and now we're on 4. Yeah. And then we have to go back and do the Reach and ODST. Wow. So we're halfway I'm done. coincidentally also playing Animal Crossing with my boyfriend. Um, but don't tell him that this is not the first boyfriend that I've played Animal Crossing with. Oh. You hear that? <laughs> you know, like, do you, like, just... know somebody who, like, repeats their, like, pet names on people? Like, every girlfriend is, like poopsikins or something I feel like I'm kind of doing that but it was on I always loved Animal Crossing I just happened to date boys that also appreciate Animal Crossing ain't nothing wrong with that I don't get the hype for Animal Crossing honestly but I'm happy for you it's it's a task-based game that teaches consumerism capitalism (laughs) and a bunch of things I probably don't need to learn more um but it's so fucking cute it's like the opposite of halo or like halo is intense in a way that like i don't need it mm-hmm. animal crossing like cute music plays and then a, a, a seagull will land on your beach and he'll be like help me find my friends and he'll be like okay and you run around looking for stuff and you talk to a pink crocodile yeah it's delightful Mm -hmm. this is what's getting me through quarantine at the moment yeah completely relatable yeah I mean I just I thoroughly enjoy games in which I get to shoot aliens so I'm into it Mm -hmm. Um, I could see that being fun as well yeah it is pretty fun I can't see Animal Crossing being fun I'm not gonna lie (laughs) That's fine. But I'm I, happy that you have something that's helping you pass the time and, and you know, have long-distance or dates with your boyfriend. Truly, his, he, I helped him name his island. It's called Brandy Bay. That's cute. Because um, he likes to sing the Brandy Sea Shanty about Brandy, who's a fine gal. Yep. What a fine wife he would be, but my life and my lady is the sea. Um, which is somewhat disheartening to hear your boyfriend sing it, but like he's really good at it, so it's fine. Yeah. This is a, this is no longer a podcast about dating and life. It's just a podcast where Katie 
praises her boyfriend who doesn't listen. <laughs> I yeah, he does he distinctly doesn't listen. I told him not to. Yeah, that's the same as mine, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell it's him fine. not to. It's just like I don't know. I was like, if you need to know anything about my dating life, you can just ask me. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah. So like I would refer him to hear things from me, not hear things from this. Yeah. Where I'm speaking out into the void. Yeah. Hello, void. What are we talking about this week? We are so you know, you, we asked for it. Huh. You all responded. So today we're talking about the hoe down throwdown and not it's the, the hoe down, down. But a few weeks ago, I turned to Instagram, per usual, to see what you all wanted to discuss in regards to dating taboos. I got a response um, that led to the... So last week, we did an episode on dating taboos. And um, I got a response that we thought should be an episode in and of itself. And that is talking about sex on the first date. so why the fuck did it ever become taboo in the first place what the Uh fuck is with the slut shaming and so you know as this is a dating lifestyle podcast and we haven't uh talked about good old forking because you know i've been watching good place again (laughs) Um, uh, shout out to that um we haven't talked about good old forking in a while so we are back and ready yes. as ever to encourage you all to be the sluts you are. But yeah. wait until be a time. slut. Do whatever you want. That yes. was the thesis last week. It continues to be that. It was. It's the thesis every week, honestly. Um, but per usual, yeah. you're going to have to enjoy this little ad break uh, before we dive right into the good shit. Whoop-de-doo. First date. I'm trying to think if I've had sex on the first date. Cause you know, like on the first I feel like what cogn- what like confirms a date these days doesn't always count as a date. True. I've definitely had sex on the first date. Yeah. No, maybe. I definitely. I know in my last stint of singledom, I was like, I'm not going to because I'm just not motivated. No, I lied. Yeah, Bruce guy just came over and we just fucked. But he was more of a fuck buddy. Those weren't dates. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm reading. I wonder how he's doing. No, you don't. No, I really don't. I haven't talked to him in like a year. I'm but just like, re- he was nice. <laughs> I like your little internal monologue. I wonder how he's doing. Well, like, he was a nice person and we like definitely got along. I just like wasn't trying to date him for a myriad of reasons mostly because I enjoyed fucking him and didn't want to like approach him as a human being that's fair like I liked the sex so much that I was like you get to stay in the sex box of my life because I don't care to see 
who you are as a person. And the last time I saw him, he came in like two minutes because I'm a queen Mm -hmm. and my blowjobs are incredible. And we talked about like his life and his mom and his sister for like two hours after that. And I was like, I'm not your therapist. Oh, that's when he teased you, isn't it? No, that's when he was, it was like maybe Memorial Day weekend, the one in May. And he's like, we're going to play a game. It's called Stars and Stripes. And the idea was that he was going to smack me with a, uh, with a spatula and draw stripe, draw stars on me or something. Like it was a stupid fucking idea. But he was also the guy who would like bring mountain climbing equipment over to like tie me up to the bed. Yeah. So like there was a myriad of like things to do, but like. He's like, I want you on your knees the second I walk in the apartment. And I was like, okay, I, I'll play this game. And I was, and we did, and it took two minutes. And I was like, dude, if you're going to play this game, you need to play a long game. You need to think of your grandma. Like, I don't know what I need. No. No. And then we, like, talked for two hours and learned that the other person was a person. And that... um yeah, and we never spoke after that because I think once we realized that the other person had an inner life that we had no interest in being a part of, we were like, oh, we've been sleeping together for like five months. I guess that's where that goes. And yeah, that was fine. That was also May, not my person in June, so it was like fine. <laughs> I was only not getting laid for like a teensy bit of time. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a slut. JK, I'm still a slut. Yeah, you can still be a slut and in a relationship. Ain't no problem with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, sex on the first date, Amanda. Apparently, I do it. Do you? Um, I, I do. Uh, I do indeed. So, oh. uh, sex on the first date. Honestly... Probably one of my favorite things. Why? Uh, because sex is awesome. Duh. For us Duh. sexual beings. And also a key part of developing a relationship is knowing whether or not you're intimately compatible um, if you are sexually. Uh-huh. Um, but I believe Katie's going to touch. I think you have some comments oh, on that later. I have a speech. Per. I This is if I was running for Congress my platform would include sleeping with a person before the third date so you know you're not wasting your time. There you go. But more on that later. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so I turned to a couple of articles to help me um, with my discussion this evening. So shout out to Ooh, Psychology research. Today, a personal fave. Love them. Uh, Women's Health Mag and magazine, and surprisingly, Boston Medical Group. I don't know. I got a mm. quote from them, so I got a you know. Nice. I got a site. That seems them. legit. It does seem legit. So, anywho, in true Amanda fashion, you know, I tried to find. I wanted to find the source to all this ruin um, for people, especially particularly women. Um, because I wanted to know when and why the fuck this dumbass stereotype of sex on the first date, meaning, you know, the relationship is over or never going to happen. Like, when did that become a thing? 
And naturally, the answer is a tale as old as time, um, and it's the patriarchy. Oh, the patriarchy. patriarchy. This is where we shut up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Dear man. Oh, man. Yeah. So (laughs) I literally could not find an actual like historical piece on when this started it seems that it goes back like as far as fucking history for fuck's sake probably Mm -hmm. but like there was nothing in particular that took me to kind of explain when this started um but per the boston medical group this is the quote Um, Sex on the first date is a tricky subject. Despite women's progress in shedding stereotypes associated with first date sex, there is an overarching message that many women have received throughout time warning them that sex on the first date will ruin their chances for a second date. All of these reasons are tied to to other religious, biological, scientific, and self-esteem related implications, but the fact remains... Women are held to a very confusing and difficult standard while men are left wondering if they're respecting her boundaries, should they go with their libido, or let her make the first move. Either way, Mm -hmm. it's confusing for both parties. So basically, it's stupid and you should do what you want. It's really stupid. I have a male friend who a while at Thanksgiving maybe – or up until four o'clock in the morning debating this conveniently at the time he lived in my building. So I could just stumble home at the end, mm-hmm. but like very close friend. And he was like, he couldn't compartmentalize or like understand the fact that he was fighting an uphill battle in that. I want to fuck a girl by the second date, but if she fucks me by the second date, I don't want to take her on a third date. And if she fucks me, it, and it trans, she fucks me on the first date. Why would I get a second date? But if she fucks me on the second date, why would I get a third date? Like, she has to wait until at least the third date. But if she doesn't fuck me on the second date, I won't take her on a third date. And I was like, you understand that like there, there's no winning in this situation. Like, there's you've just laid out a no win situation. And you are the one who refuses to change your view. Like you're the one who's not getting third dates because a girl will fuck you on the second date or because a girl won't fuck you on the second date. It's like Schrodinger's pussy. Like I couldn't understand this. And so like men are also coping with this like weird thing of like, oh, if a girl fucks me on the first date, uh, there's so much wrong with her and she must be, she must be broken. And like a bunch of other things rather than like, I don't know. She was horny. Mm-hmm. Like we can't cope with the fact that women also want to fuck and that men should see their value in beyond, like beyond this chase factor. Mm-hmm. Like the chase is over. Therefore I'm done. Or the chase has gone on too long. Therefore I'm turning in my, I'm turning it in. It's like, you're an idiot. You're a giant fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And I was up until four o'clock in the morning drinking good whiskey trying to explain that. And I didn't win. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard, man. You can't win them all. Sometimes it's hard trying to tell a piece of shit friend that he's a piece of shit 
even though he's your friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's it's Illuminati confirmed that the patriarchy kills women's empowerment once again. Um, mm-hmm. Are we surprised? No. But we at 50 Worst Days Podcast are here to remind you to say fuck yeah. the patriarchy and fuck whomever you want, whenever you want, however you want. We don't care. We don't slut shame. We don't king shame. We don't do any of that. Yeah. Be a slut. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Woo! So, because I couldn't find a little historical lesson for you, I figured, you know, um, via some articles I came across about giving some tips on, you know, considering tips to consider when finding yourself questioning sex on the first date, because this is something that a lot of people think about, especially because, you know, you think, oh, having sex on the first date, like I'm just being like, um, you know, frisky and sexy and I'm vulnerable and I'm, you know, like I'm a slut and that's great. And then it's like, if you're not trying to have sex on the first date, that means you're looking for a relationship, which is not true. So it is very confusing and, you know, I think it's something that's not really talked about a whole lot. So here's a couple tips and this is just, I mean, it's good to kind of think about these things in general in many different areas of dating life. Um, But tip Mm -hmm. number one is figuring out what your hesitation is. Um, Is it religious based? Is it family expectations or the way that you were raised? Personal dating expectations? past experiences with slut shaming you know what is it that's causing you to question whether or not you should sleep with someone like when you should sleep with someone um, and determining that I think the key to dealing with all of this is just having self-awareness so you know this will tell you what's driving you to think a certain way and feel a certain way why is it that you feel like you have to sleep with someone on the third date versus the first why is it that you feel like that somehow better why is it that you're hesitant to sleep with someone on the first date you know things like that if you don't want to have sex with someone on the first date that's totally fine but and if you do want to have sex with someone on the first date that's absolutely cool too but what isn't cool is projecting your own insecurities onto other people and telling other people that they're sluts if they do the opposite of you or you know they're prude if they do the opposite of you so you only have bottom- I think it comes down to like your behavior like no one's behavior reflects on you your behavior doesn't reflect on them so like gr- Stacy having sex with a dude on the first date doesn't like fuck up your system of having sex on the ninth yeah calm down absolutely So, I mean, you only have bodily autonomy to yourself um, and that's it. So the only person that you can control is yourself. So figure out like what your hesitation is. Or if you're that friend that's telling people that they're like they're being sluts, but not in like a good positive way. You're never going to get a man if you sleep with him on the first date. Yeah. Like if you're one of those people, you should consider what it is that is causing you to think that way because it's most likely the patriarchy and that's fucking stupid. So, um, for definition purposes, (laughs) per usual, um, I wanted to kind of point out, because we're probably going to mention slut-shaming quite a bit, and I don't think that we've done a proper episode on it yet, um, 
We have, but oh, trust me, we have. Oh shit! It's there, it's no, just that's not named slut shaming because we're not good at naming conventions. Yeah, so slut shaming. Fun fact: This is episode forty-seven. Oh my lord! Out of fifty worst dates. Okay, so we're on episode oh. forty-seven. I don't even know anymore. But slut shaming is the action or fact of stigmatizing a person, typically a woman, for engaging in behavior judged to be promiscuous or sexually provocative. Um, so, you know, shaming someone for sleeping with someone on the first date is slut shaming. So, and it's anti-feminist and you should stop. So that's that. Mm -hmm. Um, the second or the third part of that point of just figuring out kind of being self-aware, what's causing you to think that certain way is just asking yourself, what are your beliefs about sex? Which factors influence those beliefs, family, friends, past experiences, religion, upbringing, culture, etc.? And what personal guidelines have mm-hmm. you set for your own sexuality? So really figuring it out, like, I mean, own your sexuality. It's a, it's a part of who you are if you are a sexual being. If you're a non-sexual being, that's still part of who you are. And so um, I think it's really important to figure out, you know, what your views on sex are. What are your hesitations with sex? Why are they your hesitations? And going from there, like, you know, what's the difference between sleeping with someone on the first date and the third date? Really nothing. Yeah. Do you, do you know their mom's name yet? Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> your connection isn't that much deeper. Yeah. Um, my second tip is that if anything is going to stop you, it should be how well or not well you know someone. So right. the worry or fear that your date won't respect you after the first date after first date sex should never be the reason you keep like you you keep yourself from having sex. Um, honestly, if you you can hear the squeaky toy from my dog. Honestly, if you actually think this person is capable of, you know, disrespecting you after something like that, do you is that really someone you want to sleep with? And I feel like you ha- always have an inkling. By the time you're getting naked with a person, you may have an inkling of like Oh, this seems like a guy who like isn't gonna call me in the morning. Who tells me? And of course, there are always there are, are always the guys who do. What I said? It's someone who tells you that they want to have a polyamorous relationship when they really don't. Oh, is that? Oh, is that oh, a callback? One of those <laughs> callbacks. Um, but like, I think there's you. There's a person that you can absolutely tell is not gonna talk to you after you fuck them. And, like, we we have all seen this. I feel like I saw it the most in college. I have, like, a handful of phone numbers where I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Or, like, there, there are some dudes. I don't even know their names. And, of course, those are one-night stands. Those aren't mm-hmm. dates, but it's different. But, like, you know, as opposed to, like, a guy who is going to blindside you and be like, oh, my God, I want you to meet my mom. And then also never text you. And if a guy before having immediately before having sex with you is like, I want you to meet my mom, he's not going to text you. You're not getting another mm-hmm. date. And you know what? Fucking run. <laughs> yeah. Run. Yeah. So this kind of goes back to my belief of setting boundaries and expectations um, oh. because – you know, there's nothing wrong with having preferences of who you you want to sleep with. Now, this doesn't mean people who are like have weird like racial preferences because that's just like racist. 
Um, and it's really in the black eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, not that. But in terms of just like, oh. I haven't I- heard that since 2019. And I'm pretty sure that's only because I've been in quarantine. <laughs> Makes sense. But it's just so that, you know, if you only want to sleep with people who are going to fucking respect you, that's fine. And that's good. Like, yeah. like I've said before, you know, I, I personally will become unbelievably unattracted to someone if they have a terrible personality. I don't care how hot they are because I, I just have, I have self-respect and that's essentially what it boils down to, you know, have respect for yourself. Don't just sleep with someone. If you want to sleep with people just because that's totally fine, but do it because you want to, not because you feel this need, mm-hmm. um, to be validated because by you them. know they want yeah. you so if you're a horny horny bitch who wants to just bone that's cool if you're like me and you know like I can't sleep with someone who makes me just feel gross like I can't be like oh I'm gonna sleep with you just because you're hot and I want to have sex like I have to have somewhat of a connection oh my god this dog <laughs> but you know and that's totally fine so, hold on. Before I go to the next tip, I need to text a certain someone to take away the squeaky toy from the dog. And that's what we call a mic that check. That is what we call a mic check. Okay, cool. <sighs> I bought that toy not realizing it had a squeaker because it said it like in the top corner, like in small, like, this toy squeaks. And... Oh, no. Yeah, and I bought it online because I got it from PetSmart, and you can do, like, curbside pickup. And yeah. I was like, oh, this seems like a nice chew toy because she likes to chew on my shoes. And, yeah, then it has a squeaker. And this is the first time. This is actually the first night that this thing was squeaking a lot. Of course, it's the night we're recording. But anyway, next tip is it's to fine. be open. Not just in, you know, your leg region, but in general. Open those legs. First aid sex, first time sex, whatever, is rarely mind-blowing. If it is, impressive. Um, That doesn't mean that the person is bad at it. doesn't mean that you're bad at it. It just means that you haven't gotten to know each other's bodies yet. The more comfortable you are with someone sexually and just in general, the more you get to know someone, if you like them, um, the more fun it will be um, because, you know, you'll be less nervous and... Sex is not, it's not black and white. It is different for everyone and it is different with anyone that you have sex with. So, you know, the way that I have sex with my current partner is much different in how it feels to me and everything than it has for other partners. And that's normal and that's fine. Um, But it's different. And so you just need to be open because, you know, you can have what you think is the best sex of your life with with one person. And then you start seeing another person and you're like, well, that's the best sex of my life. And so it's just because you learn more about yourself and your body and you're also learning about someone else and their body. So just be open to it. Don't be, you know, if you have sex for the first time, I never I never judge sex with someone off of the first time we have sex because it's always just a mess because i mean who knows maybe they've gone three years without having sex so they're just fucking stoked you know yeah maybe they're fucking stoked maybe like they don't know your deal 
you don't know their deal. They might not be revealing their whole deal. Like, you might not be revealing your whole deal. Exactly. So, like, it's never going to be the bombest. I've had, like, one situation where the sex from a relation, like, in a relationship for, like, the first time we had sex was, like, mind-blowing. And it was because I was having terrible sex up until that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, this is awesome. But looking back, it's because I had literally never had a proper orgasm with, like, I'd had a handful of proper orgasms. So the bar was ankle high. <laughs> it was exceedingly low. So don't expect that. And that's okay. You can train that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like the toy was taken away. <laughs> good, good, good indeed. Um, yes. So my last tip is trusting yourself. Um, working on shifting your perspective from viewing yourself negatively towards trusting how you felt at the time. So, you know, you had reasons for your actions. At the same time, you may struggle with having surrendered to your passion, quote unquote, too soon. But given all... (laughs) Surrender, Surrender to your passion. To passion. That sounds like the title of a dime store <laughs> grocery store. It it's novel. a quote from the magazine. It's not from my own language. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, my God. I'm just going to reread that. Give me a second. I hate it. Surrender. I didn't realize it's Surrender. Surrender to your passion. Surrender um, to your passion. Dear Lord. By Calvin Klein. <laughs> it does sound like Okay. So the last and final tip is the last and final tip. Pretty fucking redundant. Um, trust mm-hmm. yourself. Just a tip. Work on shifting your perspective from, you know, viewing yourself negatively toward trusting how you felt at that time, trusting yourself that you made the right decisions. You had reasons for your actions. At the same time, you know, it's normal and it's okay to, you know, sometimes have anxiety about like sleeping with someone quote unquote too soon. But between given all the mixed signals from society, from culture, history, religion, Lord knows what else, it's not fair to blame yourself for an experience that felt right, even if later there are more mm-hmm. complex emotions, responses, and perceptions that arise. Oftentimes, those perceptions are coming from your upbringing or your your basically the way that you've been cultured to believe the reason that you're doubting yourself is because in the past you were told not to, to take ownership of your sexuality. So understand Mm -hmm. that whatever your reasons were for having had sex on the first date were because you were feeling good, open, passionate. And I love that this magazine says, and alive. Um, alive. In the here and now it's okay for you to search for middle ground, to decide for yourself on a case by case by case basis. If, if what feels right for you very early on is intense enough to kind of trump that discomfort that may be evoked later. Um, you know, this was something that I had to do not in terms of sex, but just in general with my current relationship, we, it was a whirlwind and we got strong emotions very quickly and that's totally fine. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a perfectly healthy relationship. And so 
every relationship's different. Every person that you meet and or sleep with is going to be different. And so you just have to trust yourself that you made the right decision. And, you know. And you know what? If you didn't, don't hate yourself for it because we all make mistakes. And many of them are people. Exactly. So at the end of the day, you know, it's your life, your body, your choice. And you have the ability to choose, you know, who you sleep with and when. Fortunately, we don't live in the 1800s, although sometimes it feels like it. But it's very empowering to take ownership of your sexuality and expression. And so do what you want and do who you want and just be sure to use protection. Always. And that's that on that. Yeah. See, I had a different introspective take on this because I really thought about like, so somebody's asking like, should I have sex on the first date? Like, that is a taboo. Or, like, when do you have sex? And, like, what I thought about, like, who are the people or what have I been told in my life in order to guide this decision for me? And how do I feel about it? Because we're, in essence, telling whoever's listening out there what to do. And most of the time on this show, it's pretty much do whatever you want or whatever feels right. But, like, very often... I feel like I have met people and I'm friends with people and I know people who have very hard set rules on the when you fuck whoever you're dating, how many dates it's been, how long you've spent together, are we counting hours, are we counting minutes? And I feel like it's mostly women and it's mostly women who are an intent on getting married. They're the women who are like, if you're not dating to marry, you're dating to get your heart broken. I'm like, I'm dating to eat my, get my pussy eaten, but like whatever. So if you approach dating as a long-term investment into a long-term relationship, meaning marriage, you're likely going to look at sex on the first date as something that you don't do because why would you kind of play your cards early. That is your your ace. Why would you play that early? So somebody asking us this or like somebody coming to me like, when should I have sex with this person? Because like I definitely have had people, like I have people unload on me on a lot of these topics a lot and it's happened. So I'm people, when should I fuck somebody? How do I know it's the right time? And oftentimes it is men who are asking me these questions and someone even asking me implies that they aren't that person. Somebody who knows that they're not going to sleep with you on the second date because they need to wait for the third date or they need to have put in an eight, a full eight hour work day with you, whatever that qualifier might be. They aren't asking me those questions because they are very self-assured in their, in their business and how they handle things. And if you have a set goal in your head of how you're managing your relationships and what your expectations are, and that goal has been set in your head from childhood when you like dragged me to play wedding and I was like, I don't know, I'll be a bridesmaid, I'll be the mother of the bride. I literally never in my life wanted to play wedding or house. It was just like yeah. not my deal. I it was it was always the girl around the corner whose mom was the brownie leader who like wanted to be the star of the show when we played house. And I was like, or the teacher when we played school. And I was like, why would we play school? I'm not at school right now. Like that's the kind of person who is, who has been had, who has had this kind of narrative pushed at them of like this, you do a, to get to B, to get to C, to get to D, to get to marriage. And 
my only real tool, my only real tip here, which I had the thought during your segment, Amanda, if we were to rena- rename this mm-hmm. podcast, I would want it to be called Just the Tip. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it would just be us shooting tips. There you go. But my only real like note here is that you should never use sex as a tool. It should be used as part of part of a relationship assessment. And you shouldn't use sex to make someone like you. You should do it because you want to. So if you think that having sex on the first date, if it's even in your thought process of if I have sex with this person, I might get a second date. I really like them. So if I have sex with them, they'll keep talking to me. If I, if I do this, I'll get that. That's the wrong mentality, in my opinion. And that even goes vice versa for if I withhold sex from this person, they will continue to talk to me and I will build a relationship and discover if they are marriage material. Like, I think that is the wrong outlook. You need to take this as I am a sexual creature who likes to bone down. And if I feel comfortable doing it with this person, if I want to have that experience with this person, if I want to ride that bicycle because whatever, or vice versa, because I guess it's the, she's the town bicycle is the phrase, whatever. I've had two glasses of wine, guys. <laughs> Quarantine is weird. But either way, having sex on the first date doesn't matter. You should have sex at some point because, you know, um, having decent sex with someone is a quality most people look for in a significant other. But unless you're that Maddie girl from The Bachelor, which I know I discussed her last week, but I've just come to discover that this girl literally wouldn't, like, if they dated, so she, like, won The Bachelor or or went home. She, like, got, like, second place in The Bachelor because it's a show with second places. And she basically bowed out because she couldn't date the guy because she couldn't like leave Oklahoma or whatever the fuck and go visit him in LA because she would have to get a hotel and she couldn't stay with him and like she she wouldn't travel for a man she was not marrying which is bonkers so unless you're a person who is very 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 closed off about if you're having sex what you're doing and if you're going to Mexico with a person that you might not be marrying. God forbid you have pictures with a person on your phone who is not your potential husband. Then you're a child bride. And I think you should really think about what you're doing to yourself. But like, really, sex is not a tool. Sex is part of an assessment. It is one of the many things that make a relationship great. And understanding if it's good, if it's bad, if you are completely incompatible is important in order to move into a relationship stage, but it is not something you should be using to level up to a relationship. And honestly, I had sex with my boyfriend on the second date and he definitely tried to have sex with me on the first date. Like we had a very nice daytime date, which was weird. I didn't go on many daytime dates, but uh, schedule wise it really worked out because Last year, I decided that I was going to try to have some kind of March Madness bracket of men until I got bored of them, and I set up two dates, and they were going to go head-to-head, and now one's my boyfriend. Like, it didn't work the way I wanted it to, which is rude of him. But 
we ended up at his house. He was like, oh, I want to show you this thing at my house. Look at this thing. I didn't fucking care about that thing. I wanted to keep talking to him. I kind of wanted to make out with him. And he like couldn't make a move. So eventually I went home and I wasn't going to have sex with him because I had a taco date with another dude three hours later. So I wasn't going to like shower for this taco date. Get the sex smells off of me. No. And I made out with that guy. So, uh, boo to you, boyfriend, because you couldn't get it together. But alas, I had sex with him on the second date. And you know, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't know if I had sex with him on the first date, if it would have been the same or if it would have not been the same. But you know what? It's fun. And I enjoy what I'm doing. And I did it because I wanted to. Because earlier that evening on the second date, we made out in the rain. And I was like... Yep, this is going to escalate. This is one of the more romantic thing that, things that's ever happened to me. So it happened. And all I got to say is fuck whoever want, you want. Be a slut, do whatever you want. But knowing the times we live in and the reality of our lives right now, and the fact that eventually we will come out of our cages and we will not be doing just fine. I wanted to point everyone in the direction of a BuzzFeed News article from April 11th, 2020, called, Will Single People Ever Have Sex Again? <laughs> from their How to Plague series, which is basically an advice column of how to handle things like sex and other stuff. It's been actually very helpful. They had a very, very good article about like what happens when your friends get furloughed and how do you help them. But I found it very helpful. Um, so this one was given according to the Imperial College London report, the quarantine could last up to two years unless a vaccine is developed and distributed to everybody. Are we supposed to remain celibate for two years <laughs> if we are already living with a sexual partner? And their answer was pretty great <laughs> with quotes like, I'm no epidemiologist, but I'm pretty sure this whole coronavirus problem could have been solved if everyone just stopped trying to have sex two years ago, <laughs> which is really great. And basically, I know you're probably sitting there and you're like, oh my God, guys, I'm not even going on first dates. This is fucking awful. And I've decided, and this is my presidential decree, that every single person, when the, the, whenever we get out of this, gets one free pass on someone they'd never, ever fuck immediately after quarantine. So this was also, the concept was an SNL skit this past week. They did SNL at home, and it was all filmed on Zoom calls, and they did a game mm -hmm. show that was like... Willie do and it was like girls he's like he plays with puppets in his mom's basement and has forty thousand dollars in credit card debt on boats that he's sunk will he do and it, it was all women were like yeah yeah whatever can you meet in the park can you can you meet me in a stairwell i don't really care do you have a car that we can fuck in yeah let's do it quarantine's done i need to fuck someone and it, all the women were introduced with like Hi, I'm Maddie, and I've killed six vibrators in quarantine. One left me a suicide note. And so it is my firm decree that no matter what we've discussed here, what hit you, uh, wow, I think I'm going to 
do be a slut and do whatever I want. Yeah, baby, you be a slut, do whatever you want. Second you get out of quarantine, you're allowed to fuck one person you would never look in the eye otherwise. <laughs> because you're going to need it, and that's okay. And everybody should be a slut and do whatever the fuck they want, but especially immediately after quarantine ends. Oh, my God. So, yes, that's my official there degree. You Thank you. You're welcome. You can settle for whoever you want immediately after quarantine. You get one of those, and then you have to go back to respecting yourself. <laughs> Congrats. If you would like to submit your own worst date, horror <laughs> story, or boner blunder, <laughs> you like I that do. transition, baby? Feel free to submit your own anonymous stories to 50worstdatespodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at 50worstdatespod on Instagram. You think we're valid sources for advice? Be a slut, do whatever you want. We'll take those questions and answers too. Our goal is to base future episodes after stories that are not our own. Oh, I, I did reveal some tales tonight. We haven't been on that many bad dates, and we can't leave our houses. So there's yeah. that. If you love our music, it's from bensound.com. And if you love our cover art, it's by Tori Scranton. You can find her at T Scranton Art on Instagram and Etsy. Beautiful. Ba da da Woo! Katie, what is your happy ending this week before we sign out? Oh, yeah, I forgot that. My happy ending, oh, man, is the amount of chocolate in my house. Oh, I'm jealous. From Easter? Oh, yeah. I have a big old bunny, some Reese's, lots of Mm M&M's, cookies. I found the Doubletree Hilton cookie recipe was released Mm -hmm. today, and I'm definitely making it. Because those cookies are the fucking best. So if I could Chrissy Teigen it, and if anyone in the Chicago area has rolled oats or chopped walnuts that they want to send my way, I will give you Double Tree Hilton cookies. Because I want you heard them. it here first. It's so bad. Awesome sauce. What was it? You heard it here first. Um, the wonders of the my internet. happy ending is that I got new headphones. Because oh, and, and I got my stimulus check today, but. I got new headphones because my other ones, they broke. I had to hot glue them. Like, they still work, but they, like, kind of snap, so I couldn't wear them on my head. But I hot glued them, so they still are functioning. So now I've got two pairs of headphones. So they were just phones as opposed to headphones. Um, So, but I bought a new pair, and I really like them. I'm currently wearing them now. So they're giant, but I'm into it. So that's fun. Uh, My not happy ending is that. Bernie so Sanders fun. dropped out of the presidential race, which I saw coming, but I'm still sad. We saw coming, but and he endorsed Biden, which is interesting. Yeah, but he said um, that he would during the debate. At this point, I had a dream. Yeah, so like he he's lead, he's leaning into his promises because he's Bernie. Um, I am currently watching the Democratic everything mostly for the thrill of this political strategy there you go i had a dream like two or three days ago that i visited my friend in dc and that we went on a bar crawl which was amazing but also every time i go to dc i argue with her friends about political strategy because that's all they talk about and it's like this weird thrill high that i really enjoy and we talked about joe biden but it was a weird dream that's what i dream about 
nice. Well, someone tell, tell me what that means. <laughs> but we'll talk to you nerds in a week. Woo. About something different. Something smelly, probably. <laughs> it's like a spoiler. It's like a teaser. Yeah, Who knows? Know. You don't. But I have to go take my dogs out because one of them is apparently very wound up. Oh, no. Well, she's we'll got give some them pets for me. We'll do. Give them pets for me. Okay. Love you, Bing. Okay. Bye. Bye.